The following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello everyone, and we're excited one more time to be in your ears um, wherever you are. And this is Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church. We are 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis, Minnesota 55411. And um, last week we talked about living under open heavens. And uh, we really are blessed today um, to have in the studio no other than Bill Steer, who is a servant of God. Um, He'll share a little bit about himself, but he is one person that exemplifies just living under open heavens and seeing God manifest in many, many ways. Welcome, Bill. Thank you, Pastor. I'm just so delighted to be here. Yes. God's uh, doing good things. He is. He is. And um, you are visiting us, right? Yes. Um, all the way from Grand Rapids, Michigan. So yes. share a little bit about yourself and um, let the audience get to know okay. um, a little sure. bit about you. Well, I uh, have been involved in ministry for all my life, basically. Yes. Um, and I was a, uh, I went to Oral Roberts University, and shortly uh, after graduating, I was made a pastor, and uh, along with two other guys of a married couple's fellowship, and then I pastored all the way through for nearly 40 years. And pastored a church, uh, started and pioneered a church in Albion, Michigan, was there for 20 years. And then for 11 years, I was a consultant to churches on their building programs. Uh, Dealt with churches, senior pastors, and senior leadership in churches and congregations to help them. And uh, during all of this time, the Lord privileged me to go to a lot of places, been to Ghana a couple of times and yes. uh, Nigeria and uh, have a son and, and daughter-in-law that uh, served in Kenya uh, for nine years and uh, they're from Australia. And then I have another uh, daughter and son-in-law. Uh, wow. She's a pastor of spiritual formation in a very large church and he's a full-time army chaplain. And so... Uh, I'm just blessed with my kids. Yes. Uh, yes. The uh, the most interesting thing in in all of that, you know, I've gone to different places in the world, missions trips, and this and that, is that that's just those are just lines on a resume. Our life is so much more than that, and it's full of all kinds of challenges. Yes. Yeah, and Bill, um, you are just a seasoned servant and that's how you want to refer yourself to yourself um, and it's just humbling to know that you've had this experience encounters with God um, experienced God's move in different ways from you know pioneering ministries to mission trips yeah. and now your seed has really followed suit uh, how how do you how do you contextualize it? Is is it that you you knew that you were called from the from the onset of life, or how did you get to this 
place where you knew that you were That's called? a great question. And everybody has a journey in a story. Um, I was uh, in the middle 60s. Uh, I'm uh, in my seventh generation right now. Uh, in the middle 60s, my parents were part of a church, and they came into the ministry and person of the Holy Spirit. And uh, so that was in my high school years. And then I did too. And that's and I had this sense that God had a call in my life. But we had been a part of a church that was very anti that. And really, they didn't, uh, they were preaching God is dead and the Bible's a book of myths. And so when my parents uh, gave their lives to the Lord and, and received the baptism of the Spirit, uh, mm-hmm. they were basically asked to leave. So I didn't have necessarily an underlying thing that I would be a pastor of a church. I just knew that God had a call in my life. Yes. And so then I I went to college. I got a degree in music ed and taught school a little bit, but was pastoring almost as a leader uh, from graduation on. And so, but it was a settled knowing that God had his hand on my life as I believe he has his hand on everyone's life. And he says, I've set you aside for this purpose. Yes. Yeah. And the confidence in knowing that he's called you propels you to even dive deeper and grow deeper into that walk with him because there's so much more in God. So your parents encountered the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you also did. Um, And it should have been the pivotal moment, right, for your parents and and also for yourself. Um, share with us, you know, how how did the baptism of the Holy Spirit make an impact or an indelible mark in your life and to ascertain that you are truly called? Well, I got to go back a little farther than that moment. Um, I was a kid who uh, grew up in the fifties. Uh, walked to school singing Elvis Presley's "You Ain't Nothing But a Hound Dog." <laughs> <laughs> you just some of those things. Uh, um, I was always bored and in trouble at school, and so uh, the public school asked me to leave, and so I uh, went and was in a Lutheran elementary school for a while, and then. Um, and by the time in sixth grade, we moved to New York, Rochester, New York. My dad did some engineering consulting work. And um, I ended up uh, getting to do sixth grade twice. And uh, you can read between the lines on that. And, uh, and then um, I just was so bored with everything. Uh, I, I worked at maintaining a D average in school. And then God got a hold of my Mm, life and everything turned around and I lived in a context. Oh, you could always do so much more. You could be, you know, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Blah, 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 blah. And, and it wasn't until Jesus became the central focus of my life. And then the power of the spirit that I went from a D student to an A student and see only way I got into college, believe me. (laughs) That in the favor of the Lord. And, yes, uh, absolutely. And uh, so that's, it made that impact. And all of the 
shame and the difficulty and the guilt that I felt um, was released in a yes. in a large Hallelujah. dimension. Um, Praise God. But those things can stick with you anyway. Yes. And that's why uh, you talked about living in an open heaven, uh, living and walking in the presence of the Holy Spirit, ministering the life, the zoe of Jesus to us. Um, that's still a very real thing for me today, even at, at uh, being 72. So Remarkable. And that's what God does for listeners that are listening and you're you're in search, you're wondering, is there more to this Christian walk? Is there more to your salvation? Yes, there is. It's experiencing and encountering the power of the Holy Spirit. And so all the things that didn't make sense, all the things that you felt like you couldn't do, the things that you were challenged in, um, it's not that those will go away, but you triumph over them. Yes. You triumph over them. What a remarkable testimony of how the transformation occurred from you almost struggling to stay in class um, yeah. and, and your your grades being um, average in D to now A's and you now, you know, walking in a whole different realm. Now, talking about um, open heavens, that's living in God's presence, walking in God's presence and encountering God. I have every, you know, confidence and even just discernment to know that you've been in deep places with God. And God is even not done with you. Share with us about some of your experiences, maybe one or two of those encounters. Well, I may shock a few people with this. Um, And uh, I know we're going to talk a little bit more later about the um, this next great awakening. What does yes. that mean? What is that going to look like? And and uh, but I know that everything with God starts being a coming aware of our brokenness, then humbling ourselves under His hand, not in shame or fear, right. but in running to Him. Yes, and. Uh, and so in my own life, in the last, um, uh, you know, I've, I've had all these experiences, done all of these things. I lost count of the number of funerals that I've officiated, weddings I've officiated, sermons that I've given. Yeah. Um, you know, at that, uh, that's just a part of it. But do you know in that, I'm also a person who's had two failed marriages, and out of that brokenness, I have discovered so much more of the love of the Father and his grace and mercy and his faithfulness in brokenness. Mm. And yes. both of those were things I never you, expected. Jesus. And I could point fingers and say, well, so-and-so did so-and-so and yeah, yeah, yeah. And... But the Lord says, okay, Bill, I want to bring a complete, full work inside of you. And I want to pour through you more in the beauty of holiness than Mm. ever before. And I uh, really, I find so many ways I was blind. Uh, 
So being professional clergy doesn't shield you from that. It doesn't make you better than anyone else. Um, And because you can quote more verses, supposedly, or uh, pray more eloquently, whatever, uh, you know, people, generalizations people have, uh, it's the opportunity to say, okay, Lord, Mm. here I am. I am broken before you, and I need your grace more than ever ever. before. Hallelujah. And then all of a sudden, there's a freedom that starts to come. And, uh, And then he brings day by day an increasing, and I would say incremental, Yes. I wish from my background, charismatic Pentecostal, that I could go to the altar, have someone lay on hands, and poof, all the troubles <laughs> would be gone. And no, it really is a walk. It is. And and, and God is shielding and directing you and walking with you in the midst and showing you that he's working through brokenness. This is powerful. And you're listening out there and you've been through things that you never thought Unspated that would come your way, and you're like, you feel like you're failing. I know God is working through your brokenness. It's just recognizing that He's the source and center. Yeah. Even in the midst of errors, in the midst of issues that you go through, powerful testimony. Now you you touched on the great awakening, the next great awakening. I know you believe in the prophetic. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yeah, and and so you know, prophetic gives us an edge, an advantage. And for for believers, we need to you know just embrace all that God has for us, right? We can't just have a little piece of the pie. We want yeah, the whole yes. piece of the pie. And so, encounter with the Holy Spirit, right through the baptism, is one piece. And then, and yes. you know, manifesting the gifts of of the Holy Spirit becomes one piece. Now, love is ultimate though. But let's let's um start on this before we go on this break. The next great awakening. Yes. What what are you, what what is God saying? How how is God speaking to you uh, about that? Well, that's um uh and that's what's really been stirring on my heart. So I've been looking forward to conversing with you about it and and uh because i think so many of us are aware that this is on father's heart and he's entering us into a season and it's been through a season of brokenness uh we've had multitudes of churches close yeah we've had people who um want the Lord, but what they really want is everything to just go back and be wonderful and nice and easy, and we want the political turmoil to cease, and or we just want to spend our time being angry about the political turmoil, and and um, uh, I believe God has called us to something so that we will genuinely be salt yes, and light. And, light. and uh, probably, let me pick that up after the, after the break, since we're yeah. uh, very close here. All right. Awesome. Well, you're listening to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon, and I have Pastor Bill Steer as my guest today. Um, We'll be right back after the break.
Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community, Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Hi, my name is Steve Gregg, and I'm the host of the Narrow Path Radio Broadcast. Every weekday, we have an open phone line for an hour in the afternoon, and we take phone calls, take questions about the Bible and the Christian faith, and seek to answer them, if we can, on the air. If you haven't heard the show, well, you don't know what you're missing. Tune in every day on the station at The Narrow Path, or go to our website, thenarrowpath.com. The Narrow Path with servant Bible teacher Steve Gregg. Weekdays at 4, here on the Twin Cities Christian Voice, AM 980, The Mission. All right, welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon, a quaker from Spirit of Lord Church, 1001 Penn Avenue, North Minneapolis, Minnesota, 55411. And I'm here with Pastor Bill Steer. Um, and we, prior to the break, we shared about um, his encounters with God and um, how God works through brokenness. And then we transitioned to the great awakening, the next great awakening. And uh, really God is calling us to be salt and light, calling us not to lose our place of influence, salt and light, impact. Um, Bill, so can you dive deeper into the salt and light concept? A lot of believers may still have questions about how we can be salt and light. I think it's preceded by our awareness of our own need and brokenness. Um, you know, the, the Great Awakening, people in some ways have co-opted that from revivals that happened in the past in America called the Great Awakening, and it happened in Europe and yeah. England. Um, but it really is, I think it's so appropriate because it's like waking up. It's like we've been slumbering. We've been at ease, and it's time to wake up. Yes. And yeah. you, uh, you know, for me personally, uh, out of difficulty, waking up to what are you trying to do, and then all of a sudden, God breaks in in such a way, and I realize I haven't been very salty I've just been existing, going mm-hmm. on, doing whatever I need to do. And um, and God says, no, I want you to be refreshed and yes. renewed in the understanding of the impact like, I've intended for you to have. Yes. And this, the Great Awakening is nothing more than cooperating with the Holy Spirit in what the Father wants to do. And he wants to do it first in his kids. Yes. And then he wants to do it through his kids so that his kingdom is built. His kingdom is expressed and light. His kingdom is seen. And and every revival in U.S. history and in Europe was preceded by a great time of darkness, wickedness, and corruption. And so as believers and sons and daughters of God, we can get our eyes focused on the darkness, 
on the wickedness, on the mm. corruption. Be offended, be angry, be um, upset and anxious about it. And when yes. is that going to change? And he's called us, no, now to enter into something different. Now, how do we truly, you know, not focus on the things that are going on around us, the wickedness, um, the increase in crime, political discourse that is really now toxic, to say the least. And and believers, how do we not feed into that? How do we stay focused on on being the salt and having God impact us for us to become the impact? Well, I think, um, and I heard this from a pastor in Australia of a church uh, where my uh, son and daughter-in-law they live in so attended a church there my wife and I and and um, uh, he put it this way he said you know what we can't magnify those things the wickedness the corruption he said we need to be aware of it sometimes and like you know as responsible citizens how do we what part do we play in that but he said we're aware of that but instead, we magnify the Lord. Mm, we don't yes. magnify Hallelujah. those yes. issues. And and just remembering what Jesus said in John 17, he says, If I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Yes. And my focus, I want to quickly go to what's been said, what's happening. Um, I'm very... Um, uh, as much as I can be, I'm tuned into all of the stuff that's going on in Ukraine, and I've been in eastern Poland and have uh, people that I know and friends that have, are from Ukraine and ministered in Ukraine. So I'm keyed into that, and it's hard not to get really mm. angry about stuff. And then you realize the answer for Ukraine is not one army defeating another army. Right. It's yeah. the Spirit of the Lord and Jesus being lifted up and that's what begins to, and I'll use the word, infect society mm. with light. Praise and it man. brings change. It and brings then, change. Yeah. Then you have, um, you have business people. You have educators. You have politicians who want to live and act and walk in righteousness rather than every person for themselves. Uh, a lot of pol- politics stuff is sort of every person for themselves. They want power they want yes. money you know the whole nine yards and that happens across the whole spectrum it doesn't matter what side of the aisle you're on mm-hmm. and righteousness isn't that and jesus isn't that being salt and light is not that so that's a, still our real answer that's what will turn around things more than anything else and that comes down then to each individual i'm not counting on Pastor Solomon or previously Pastor Bill. I'm not, you know, officially pastoring any local church congregation right now. And um, it's not up to some special person to do that. It's up to all of us to come alive, to wake up. Hallelujah. That's it. You know, prophetic, I believe in the prophetic. We're all supposed to be prophesying. And some people are afraid that just means, oh, you got to foretell or predict. But no, it's just listening to the voice of yes. the Father and sharing what's on the Father's heart with each other, with groups, with uh, where we're working, to someone in the store at Walmart or 
you know. Uh, My goodness. Yes. The great awakening is going to happen when we all play our part. Yes. Everywhere we go, spread the love of God and bring the news, the good news of the kingdom into wherever we we go. And then prophetically listening to what the Father is saying, replicating that or echoing that. Wow. Thank you, Bill Steer. We'll have you back to share more. And so you've been listening to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon. Bill Steer is my, uh, my, my guest here today. And uh, we'll be back next week with a follow-up on the next Great Awakening. God bless you. <laughs>